0: Very good morning and praise the Lord, what a wonderful privilege and time we have in the presence of our sovereign God, the King of glory is clothed with majesty and strength, that is what we read in Psalm 93, verse 1. We are gathered here at a time when the whole world is reeling out of fear, but we as Christian businessmen and professionals know and believe that our God is a God who will provide us with Z plus security, as we read in Psalm 91. And he has given us a wonderful promise in Isaiah 41.10, where we read, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not be dismayed, for I am thy God. I will uphold you. I will strengthen you with my right hand of my righteousness. These days, people around the world are not happy because of the social distancing. But who is responsible for that? We are responsible because of our spiritual distancing with the Heavenly Father. When we are leading a happy, comfortable, peaceful life, we want our Heavenly Father to be far away in heaven. But then when we are in the midst of crisis, overwhelmed with a gigantic problem or situation, or especially during this pandemic time, we would like to have our Heavenly Father very close to us. We even remember the scriptural verse recorded in Psalm 121, verse 5, where we read our God Stands very close to us like our shadow. Yes, what a privilege to trust in a living God and a loving Father. Because in 1st Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, we read, We trust in a living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those that believe. If you're alive today, it is all because of his grace, love, and mercy. There is a beautiful verse. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12, there we read one word that speaks volumes about the depth and height, width and length of God's love, which is so unique, which is so wonderful, which is so amaz- am- amazing. That word is Ebenezer. Ebenezer means, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Hitherto means, till this day, till this hour, till this minute and second, God has taken care of us. In other words, 29th November 2021, God has taken care of us personally and every second is important for us. Every beat of our heart is important for us. I would like to read one verse from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 8. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1 and verse 8. There we read, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the world. There is almost an identical uh, verse recorded in Matthew's Gospel, last chapter, last verse, that speaks about the Great Commission. The Great Commission. The last command of our Lord Jesus Christ should be our first concern in the Haggai Institute. We teach about biblical mandate for evangelization, and we try to focus and stress by saying that the Great Commission is not a choice. It is a biblical mandate for every follower of Christ, for every believer of Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, God has kept us in this world as his ambassadors, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. And Jesus said in Matthew 5, 13 and 14, we are the salt and light of the world. So in the short span of time, since our days are numbered, because in Psalm 90, verse 12, we read our days are numbered we do not know how long you are going to live so we have to play the role of ambassadors by reaching out to people with the love of christ and the power of the gospel and we should have that uh, passion to win precious souls for christ because every soul is precious to god according to luke 15:7 uh, where we read when a soul repents and turns to god There will be great rejoicing in heaven. Once uh, a little boy, son of a pastor, he wanted to preach because whenever he used to hear his dad preaching, there was an earnest desire in his heart that he too should preach one day. And one day he told his mommy, 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 I want to preach the gospel. His mother said, what? You're just five year old. How can you preach the gospel? Who will listen to you? But this little uh, Johnny was not uh, disappointed. He ran towards the garden and he addressed the flowers and plants. He said, "Listen, everyone. you're all sinners in the sight of God. It's God who created you, but you have to repent for your sins, and God will change you, transform you, and use you for your glory." As he was preaching, a wind blew. And all the plants and flowers shook this way and that way. And this little fellow got excited. He ran home and said, Mommy, Mommy, I preached the gospel. And they all understood. His mother was surprised. You preached the gospel? To whom? He said, to the plants and flowers. Then how can you say they understood? Mama, when I preached the gospel, they all shook this way and that way. Yes. You know, the Bible says in 2 Peter 5.18, we're to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're to teach our children at the early age, so that one day they will shine forth for the Lord. So many people ask me, "Are we retired?" I say, "Yes, I am retired. I'm still batting, scoring uh, runs for Jesus Christ in the form of winning precious souls for Christ." So there is no retirement in our a ministry, wherever we are serving, it is for the glory of God. So, coming to witnessing to Jesus at the marketplace and the place of work, I would like to first share about being witness to the Lord wherever the Lord opens the door for us. It may be in a church, it may be in a gathering or prayer meeting or a picnic, wherever the Lord opens the door, we should be ready to share the word of God, we should not be ashamed. I got a friend, uh, he has a Jewish surname, Solomon. One day he came and told me, Stafford, some of my friends asked me whether you are a Jew. I say, yes, I asked him, why? Because if I say I'm a Christian, they will ask so many questions about Jesus Christ. I told him, watch out, be careful, Don't feel ashamed to reveal that Jesus Christ is your Lord in the presence of your friends or boss or neighbors or, uh, you know, well-wishers. Because when Jesus comes to this world with all the heavenly glory, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus feels ashamed to reveal that you are his child in the presence of all angels and saints. He said, ah, I now understand. Now he has been very active in sending Watched the WhatsApp messages to his non-Christian friends also with some beautiful encouraging scriptural verses. So God has kept in this world to shine forth for him and one day he's going to ask, you are down on earth for 20, 50, 70, 80 years, how many souls you have won for Christ? You know, once I was uh, walking just in front of uh, Methodist Church in Bombay. And uh, I was told that they were to have a youth Sunday and they're going to invite a guest speaker. It was about four decades ago. At that time, I was leading a youth group. I prayed a simple prayer Lord, if it is thy will, plan, and purpose, I would like to speak in this church. You know, our God is a wonderful God. He has been doing wonderful things, He has a wonderful name, and You know, sometimes God answers prayer instantly. Sometimes he may say no, or he may even say wait. But if you wait upon the Lord, you know, there is a beautiful verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. He makes things beautiful in his time. So the same week, one of my friends, who is a lay preacher, called me and asked me, Stafford, are you free this Sunday? I said, yes. Why? can you share the word of God to a congregation at Chambore? It is in the suburbs of Bombay. I said, fine. And then I asked, which church? He said, Methodist Church. You see, I wanted to speak in this big church here, but God opened a small door for me, you know, but then his plans are different. Like not, you know, in Isaiah 55, 8, we read his thoughts are different than our thoughts, his ways are different than our ways. Yes. So I went to share the word of God. And next day, the pastor of the church where I wanted to preach called me and asked me, would you come and share this particular Sunday? I went there after the worship was over. The pastor and elders were discussing, they were to organize a Retreat, and they told me you should be the speaker. But I was not ready at that time because I knew they invite special speakers. But uh, the pastor and the elder said, No, you'll be the speaker. That is, you have another speaker, a missionary from IEM. And from that time, for several years, I had the joint privilege to share the word of God in the retreat of that church. Now, coming to the marketplace. In today's scenario, when we see the problems and how people you know and social elements create problems for us, is it possible to witness for the Lord in the place of work? I was working for one of the nationalized banks in Bombay. I had a desire, Lord, I want to preach in the bank. Now you may say, is it possible? Yes, in Mark ten twenty seven we read, that things that are impossible for man is possible with God. So I was praying, and sometimes God opens the door in a very unique and a different way. My colleagues were organizing picnics. One day they came and told me, Stafford, why can't you come this Sunday? We are going on a picnic." I told him. I told them. Sorry, I can't come on a Sunday. They asked me why. I told them I have to attend the church. Sometimes I preach in the church. So I said, okay, all right. After six months, again, they organized a picnic and they came and told me, Stafford, why can't you join the picnic? You can preach what you are preaching in the church in our gathering. I was so happy. You know, God is so good. I joined the picnic. And during those days, we had lots of uh, problems, fights taking place. We had two, three unions. Some leaders used to fight. And I told them, friends, we are passing through this world but once. We are like uh, pilgrims in this world. Our life is compared to a flower in the garden that blooms through the daytime and fades away in the night. Our days are numbered. And in the short span of life, we have to love one another, forgive one another, encourage one another and we have to live in harmony. And I shared some testimonies and some uh, uh, appropriate anecdotes, and they liked it very much. And in our branch, we used to have monthly stop meeting. And uh, once in three months, we used to have study circle meeting. Stop meeting, we used to discuss about, uh, you know, every branch was given a target. And uh, we used to discuss about customer service, how to reach out to customers and uh, rope in more customers under the roof of the bank. And in the study circle meeting, we used to discuss on a particular topic that would cater to the requirements and benefits of uh, the staff members. I always used to share with my colleagues about the power of prayer. And one day they came and told me, next week we are going to have a study circle meeting. Why can't you speak about prayer? I was so happy. In my mind, I thanked and praised God. So I sent a circular. Next week we are going to have study circle meeting and the topic will be on prayer. Then I got it typed in bold letters. Does God answer prayer? The answer is no hundred times no. Do you know why? There is no God, no answer to prayer. Do you agree? Agree to disagree. If you disagree, attend the meeting. If you agree, don't miss. So, there were 70 staff members and the chief manager, senior manager, officers, even the sub staff members were present. I told them, I believe in Jesus Christ but I don't want to hurt your religious sentiments. I would like to refer Jesus Christ as Lord. And I told them, I want you to listen to me very carefully. Does God answer prayer? Everyone said, yes, yes, yes. Then I said, the answer is no. Under times, no. Do you know why? Because there is no God, no heaven, no hell. Friends, don't be carried away. It is all imagination. Use your common sense. We are here in this world for a short span of time. In the short period, let us eat, drink, and be merry. Because there is no such a day as a day of judgment. When you and I are dead, that will be the end of our life story. So let us enjoy life. And I said, Kavo Piyo Majakaro. They were staring at me. I remember uh, several years back, I was speaking at Jubilee Church, Udupi. It is a temple town. I was told to speak on prayer. So I thought, let me begin with these words. My message was translated into canaries by an elderly pastor. When I told there is no God, no answer to prayer, he stopped translating my message. He looked at me. I whispered to him, Don't worry, Pastor, everything will be fine. So, when I said, When you are dead, your life story is over, so let us enjoy, they were wondering. But then I said, So said an atheist, not me. So said an atheist, not me. And that atheist was standing on the foot of a monolith which was erected in an open space of a big city. A large crowd stood listening to him attentively. He had an excellent gift of speech and a winning manner. In a persuasive voice, he tried to prove the non-existence of God and inefficacy of prayer, and then he challenged the audience to send someone to debate on the topic. There was pin-drop silence. There was no one to uh, dare to go forward because he was an excellent speaker. At that time, one gentleman moved forward and people made way for this champion of prayer. He stood next to the atheist and faced the crowd. He said, friends, I'm not a public speaker. I never stood before an audience, but when this gentleman mentioned about the inefficacy of prayer, I felt bound to come forward and share my testimony before you. Then he said, standing before you, you can see a drunkard, a gambler, a wife beater this city ever had. I used to get drunk every day, reach home late in the night. But one day, I was a bit early, I was a bit sober. As I entered the house, I could see my wife taking my little daughter up the stairs to put her to sleep. I slowly followed them, and I stood at the door listening. My child, my little daughter, was praying. She was praying, Dear Lord Jesus, please, please save my dear daddy. Please protect my dear daddy. And my wife with all tears prayed, Lord, please hear my child's prayer. As I stood there, I could not stand any longer. I slowly came out of the house. I came into the street. Again and again, my child's prayer came lingering in my ears. Dear daddy, Lord, please save my dear daddy. I rarely used to carry her because I used to reach late in the night. And I used to beat my wife. But my wife was also praying with the tears. And when I was thinking on this line, I Felt like a lump in my throat. I was choked up. I knelt down by the roadside and I cried out, if there is a God, please save me. Please change me. Please transform me. That very moment, I received that peace that surpasses all human understanding. I became a changed person. From that day, I never touched liquor. Now I have four children. I love my wife. And our life, every child, well, atheists had nothing to say. Their brothers and sisters, that is the power of prayer. Yes, God has given us the privilege to share our testimony. And my staff members were very happy. They are in touch with me. Year before last, I visited Bombay in the month of December. They organized a get-together in Golden chariot Hotel Andheri, some of you may be knowing. And 29 calists had gathered there. Some of them could not join because it was a Saturday. There is some conflicting engagement and they wanted me to share the word of God. I shared about this world, one world government, the future of the world, Antichrist, and Jesus will be coming. And they were happy, you know, when you develop a cordial relationship with your boss and your colleagues, you know, when you give a tract or a Bible or a New Testament, they're not going to shout at you. They're not going to slap you. If they're friends, they may shout at you. Don't try to convert me. But then when you continue to pray, God can change them. And my colleagues told me, you know, we had the program 11 to 2. And they're told we will have a program again. Let us know when you will be coming, we will have a full-day program. Yes, God can use an insignificant person like me to do something significant for the furtherance of the gospel and extension of your kingdom. And when you are willing to serve God, when you are available to God, God can use you in an amazing way. Let me share one more testimony while concluding. I was invited for a family seminar at Pune. And uh, while we were traveling, one of my friends, Sunil Kumar, is also a Gideon, and he's in charge of Jesus Call Ministry Bombay. Uh, he told me in the same venue, they are going to have a youth rally and uh, more than 700 youth will be gathering there. When I heard about the youth rally, you know, Uh, Since I was leading a youth group before, I prayed a simple prayer, Lord, if it is Thy will, plan and purpose, I would like to share five or 10 minutes at the youth rally. And I forgot about it. We landed at the venue at four o'clock. The inaugural session was to take place at 6.30 p.m. They were expecting a speaker from Bangalore. And... uh, Already hundreds of youth had come because they were, you know, practicing uh, uh, singing and uh, adjusting their musical instruments. At 30, the organizers received a call from Bangalore. The flight is delayed by two hours. So they were not knowing what to do. And my friend told them that I will be able to help. They came to me and asked me, Sir, brother, would you be able to help? us. I said, by the grace of God, I can help you, pray for me. Then they told me, but you have to speak on the banner, I mean a type of theme. The theme was Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2. You know, it's about uh, running the race. As we're running the race, a great crowd of witnesses are watching over us and uh, we have to focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The theme was destined to win. I told them, you pray for me by the grace of God, I would like to, I will be able to share. Then I sat in a corner, jotted some points, I gave five points, my message was translated into Hindi, and by the grace of God and guidance of the Holy Spirit, I could share the word of God and challenge the young people, and I told a senior pastor there uh, to pray a concluding prayer and he gave an altar call, and more than 100 people, youth, came forward. Why I mention this? Because sometimes God can take you to any place, and God can use you anywhere, provided you are willing. It is not my ability. It is my availability. So while concluding, well, uh, friends, during this pandemic days, people ask the question, why be, Why Lord? Why me? But then, in the storms of crisis, there is someone who is greater than the storms and mightier than the waves, who is able to say, even today, in this 21st century, in spite of the advance in the field of science and technology, peace be still. Because in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, we read, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are living in a changing world, everywhere we can see the changes, changes in the field of politics, fashion, education, technology, even in the thinking and attitude of present day Christians, especially the youth, throughout the church and the spiritual activities. But though we are living in a changing world, we trust and believe in an unchanging God and savior who can change us, who can transform us, who can change the situation in the marketplace, in the place of work, for the furtherness of his kingdom and glory. May the Lord add his blessings to the hearing of the word. Shalom and God bless. Loving Heavenly Father, once again, we bow down before your holy presence. We lift up our hearts full of praises and thanksgiving unto thee because thou art the only one who is worthy to receive all our praises, all our honor, all our glory. Dear Lord, in spite of the pandemic situation, and people around the world are facing war-like and tsunami-like situation. Lord, they are confused, they are in tension, they are troubled, they are worried. But we who know thee as our personal savior, we who have tasted and experienced that thou art a good God, a wonderful savior, know that we have got a hope. Because though we have to die in this old one day, We are going to live eternally, because that was said. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he dies, shall live again. Dear Lord, we are living in the end times. We are heading for a one-world government, one-world leader. Very soon there will be a day of rapture. Then Antichrist will come, and there will be great tribulation. But we will escape the tribulation because you are concerned about us. So, Lord, we pray. In the days to come, use each one of us as your chosen vessels, Lord, for the sanctified by you, to do every good work for the furtherance of the gospel and extension of the kingdom. We pray for those who would not join this morning. If they are sick, touch them and heal them. If they are facing any problem, Lord, you being their refuge and their fortress, a very present help in times of trouble, take care of them. Dear Lord, we thank you for the blessed promise. Behold, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. As you are faithful to us, help us also to be faithful unto thee. In Jesus' precious and blessed name we pray. Amen. Let us us receive the benediction in reverence. Now may the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory, make each one of us strong, steadfast, comfort, and strengthen us. To him be the glory in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit abide with each one of us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.